Monday Bracious, Sheer 61. So actually, he talks about something that's a little bit relevant. He discusses, he's talking about how we, when we left off, he was talking about old age. How do we understand why there's a concept of old age? But then he goes into the concept of suffering. How is it possible that the Manishla makes suffering in this world? If we're saying that this world is such a place of banquet, a place of simcha, so how could there be suffering there? So he says as follows. He said, he explains that the foolishness and the ingratitude of the Goyim that wrote and bring out the Tsaris, so to speak, in the world, which the Rabbi considers very good. The Pasuk says that, that the Rabbi saw everything that he made. We just read it yesterday. Yesterday. It's very good. So, if the Rabbi says, If the Rabbi says that it's Taiv Ma'id, how could a person be such an ingrate and say that it's not good, for example. Now again, we're not talking about the Tsarist that Rechmol's son are going on now. We're talking about Tsarist that people kvetch about. People kvetch, it's so hard to raise children, but they would never give up one of their children for all the money in the world. People kvetch about the rain while they eat fruit and drink wine, which only comes from rain. Husband and wives complain about their differences of opinion instead of being grateful that there's Zeicha to be married, people that live in peace look for the imaginary glories of excitement and war and adventure, but when Rahman al-Islam is suffering, like we see now, they look back at regret from the simple, comfortable bed that they lived in, which they didn't appreciate. This, whatever we consider, now there are some extreme situations, but generally speaking, when we talk about the suffering in the world, it has been extremely exaggerated by simple, foolish pessimism. He said most of life is happy. Most people do not have anything wrong with them. The suffering in life is minute compared to the great happiness that the world enjoys. I actually had someone send me an email before Yom Tiv about this. I don't think today that person would send me such an email. Now you appreciate being able to get up in the morning and not hearing gunshots outside, being able to go to sleep at night, but she was complaining about all the Tsaris, she or he, I don't remember, complaining about all the Tsaris in the world. And I wrote back this point, Tsaris, kind of Tsaris, this is before, the, this is before, before Yom Tiv. So much Tsaris, no Tsaris. It's pessimism that were poisoned from the the, the the writers of the world that could make negative out of everything that's going on. And now, says the Vigdemila, now that the world's mind has been poisoned, so now it's necessary for us to understand the simcha of life, what there is to be happy about. And he's going to explain it. He says some forms of unhappiness are the result of a person's free will to harm himself. He's going to explain this later. It's very, very important to understand. You have to get to the root of what's causing a person unhappiness. Some forms of unhappiness are really blessings. They really help a person. And some forms of unhappiness 
are just a perversion of happiness which is created <coughs> by pessimism. Now what about suffering which is not included in these categories? Sometimes you have unhappiness that's not because of a person trying to harm himself or is really a blessing. It seems to be really negative. So he says, that again he's asking from a from a general standpoint. He's not talking about specific stories. So he says, how could a person feel that their Ben Islam is a native? He says that if you understand that this world is compared to a base hamishta, so to speak, and the man is the guest, and Avram Avinu understood this, so Mela, like we said before, person walks into a bakery and he sees tools, he doesn't know what it is, he understands that obviously these tools are connected to the bakery. Or else why would they be here? So when a person realizes that the world is a situation of taiva, then it becomes much easier to understand that even if you see something that seems bad, obviously it fits into the cheshben of the world, paif and taiva. For example, we mentioned earlier that all creatures the Ben gave the right instincts that they need. There's no animal that has an instinct which hurts itself. Right, really, maybe an animal. Some animals should have some sort of instinct which is not beneficial for it, but there's no such thing. No animal has an instinct which is useless. No animal yearns for something than what it needs. It's only a human being that yearns for things that it doesn't need. <clears throat> an animal only, only yearns for what it needs. When you give an animal everything it needs, it's content. It's not missing anything. But Avraham Avinu saw that man has a tendency, which is not has many tendencies, which are not useful for his existence. There are many tendencies that a man has which are hurtful for him. People do things that are silly, that are dangerous because of their nature. <clears throat> man has a yearning which never allows him to remain satisfied. A person makes a million dollars, he's not happy, wants to make ten million dollars. Where does that come from? How does your brain shalom create that man is <coughs> perpetually dissatisfied with life? Why did the do that? Since Avraham Avinu understood that a person is constantly longing for something else, obviously there's more than just the physical existence because this longing is only a disturbance to a person being happy and it leads him to constant struggle and it leads him to eat things he shouldn't be eating, even if he's not hungry. <clears throat> he goes to eat sweets and things which are dangerous for him, hurt him, he goes to try to find. Uh, look at stuff he shouldn't be looking at. He makes pleasure-seeking an ideal, very important concept, and he makes the concept of marriage into a mirage, this is one of Victor Miller's biggest chedushim. Once you look into it, it's not a chedush. But he, one of his big fights that he introduced is the concept that the world calls romance. He says it's something that doesn't exist. It's not a hoax that was created by the Goyim. He even documents when it was created. It never used to be in existence. It's a previous, it's a relatively recent creation and it's something that the game created and again it disturbs a person's life 
he invents artificial, unnatural pleasures, desires. He tries to find luxuries, tries to keep himself busy. What does it do to a person makes him depressed? Guys running all over the place, depressed. In a purposeful world, right, if everything's purposeful, why would the Benisham create such a thing? Why did the Benisham make man so unhappy that he's constantly chasing his tail? Why? <clears throat> but since, obviously, the Benisham does everything with chesed, like you see the animals have everything that they need. So obviously, there's a very good reason why man has that desire. And don't make a mistake. And don't misread it and use it for the wrong thing. The reason why man has a desire is because we have Eilam Abba. And there's an existence that is far greater than anything we experience in this world. Now, the Rebbe gave us this hergish to be able to understand that we're missing something. To realize that we have to look for something bigger than ourselves, larger than life, so to speak. And therefore, a man can never be fully satisfied even in the happiest physical existence. But the problem is men don't understand it. So therefore their blind desire to find what they're, what they're yearning for allows them to go chase sweets, luxuries, adventure, all this baloney, fame, war, activities, stop entertainment. It all comes from man's greed for, and also greed for money, which is the same thing, that a person, a per, why does a person want hundreds of millions of dollars? He's never going to be able to spend it in his life. What does he want it for? One second. Yes? What? Okay, Yehuda, what's the number that you would have that would that you would have be able to spend it on? Give me a number. Give me a number. No, no, ask me a number. Ask me a number. Tell me a number. You can't even list me. You can't. You don't need trillion dollars for jets. How much do you need? Give me your numbers. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me, tell me, give me, tell me, talk, talk, talk. Tell me, give me numbers, give me things. You're not going to come up with more than maybe half a billion dollars if you're lucky. Maybe half a billion dollars. Maybe billion dollars. But if you would have half a billion dollars, you wouldn't be happy. Well, you would not. Why not? That's his point. Because the only thing that's going to make you happy is when a person has ruchnis. And when a person is Gashmius, he can be he can be chasing for the rest of your life. Gashmius, it's endless. You'll never be happy. Why? Because the Tachlis is Ruchnius. That's the reason.